Hi, and welcome to the Ethnos New Brunswick podcast. It's been a while, so let me introduce myself. I'm Jimmy, and what you're about to hear is our first conversation on the topic of generosity. Before I let Yukon get into it, there are a couple things to note. Firstly, a portion of our conversation had simultaneous translation that didn't make it into the recording. I apologize for that oversight. Secondly, there will be two points in the conversation where the live audience discusses amongst themselves for a few minutes. Feel free to pause the podcast while you ponder, and resume when you're ready. I've edited those minutes down to a few seconds for us. And with that, I'll hand it over to Yukon. Why are we spending a month uh, on this topic? Well, I think many of us, as we think about the season, you know, the, the fall, winter season, some of the holidays coming up, I think many of us, of course, naturally uh, are put in situations where we want to be more generous, right, with uh, the food banks coming up, perhaps if you celebrate Christmas, getting gifts for people you love or, or neighbors you love, friends you have. Generosity is in the air, really, in this season, and, and that's a good thing. I think many of us, though, as we think about generosity, we, we feel like generosity is something like really beautiful and really ideal, but oftentimes we, we find ourselves back here still, don't we? Like, like we really want to be generous, and we really want to just be known by our generosity, but there seem to be so many barriers that can come into play. Some of these are really practical. Uh, some of these are very... Um, reasonable. Others perhaps are a little bit more challenging, maybe even more sinister. I'm curious, as we get started, what prevents you from being as generous as you want yourself to be? Why don't we actually turn to our neighbors and just process that real quick? Just two minutes. What prevents you from being as generous as you want to be? And then we'll continue in the conversation here. Now, again, um, as you think about this with your table partners, your neighbors there, and you kind of ponder this issue of generosity in your own life, in a space like this, again, I'm sure there are hundreds, literally, of reasons for that that prevent us from not being as generous as perhaps we'd like to be. Uh, Some of them, again, are very understandable. Some of them make a lot of sense. Others may not be as understandable. Perhaps others deal with the internal moral battles we have in our our hearts and souls. But wherever we may be, um, here's the deal. I, I think it's safe to assume that there's a gap for many, if not all of us. And our belief here at Ethnos is that this gap of us being not as generous as perhaps we believe we ought to be or want to be, this gap requires some outside help and guidance. Uh, You hear us talk about this every week here at Ethnos. We really believe as we think about the spiritual aspect of life and the spiritual aspect of our well-being here as a community, we need help from beyond us. And so here uh, in this series, like with all the other series of conversations, we're, we're going to take a moment, a pause, to reflect on the person of Jesus and his teachings and think through, well, how might Jesus inform us about what it means to be generous? 
Now, of course, as usual, you may not come from a Jesus perspective. You may not be religious or spiritual, and that's totally fine. This is, this is open. We're, we're a community here together. Bring what you have to the table. Bring what you have to the conversation. But here at Ethnos, we, we like to refer to his thoughts and his teachings. And, and as we get into his thoughts and teachings here today, as we start this series, you know, one of the main ideas, and, 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 and Mason has already emphasized this for us already, is that we are able to be generous only because God is generous with us. We're only able to be generous people because God somehow, despite perhaps the challenges we face, the challenges that really are a part of our lives, we're only able to be as generous because God is generous with us. Now, this is really fascinating as we begin to look at the teachings and scriptures of Jesus because throughout the teachings and scriptures of Jesus, this is kind of the framework of how Jesus and his followers talk about it. In fact, there's this uh, excerpt from a couple thousand years ago when a, a group of people were trying to be generous. In fact, they had committed to being generous uh, to people who had very little in their immediate surrounding areas. What was going on was that there were uh, waves of poverty and famine and things like that in the ancient world of Rome some 2,000 years ago. And there was this community of people of rich and poor, and they were um, taking turns supporting each other and helping each other out in the midst of challenging times. In fact, one of the well-known groups of people who were actually very, very impoverished they were moved to be ge generous even beyond what they had, and it, was, it kind of blew people away. And so this other group of people who maybe had some more said, you know, we're going to commit to doing the same. They set a great example for us. And so they set this, they made this commitment to give, to be generous, to help those in need. And um, what happened was one of their leaders who was helping them in the faith journey, a man named Paul, he uh, decided to, to write a letter to say, hey, I'm about to come by and pick up that gift of generosity so I can take it to the people you wanted to take it. Hey, are you ready? Are you ready for this, this drop-by so we can get this, this support going? We're going to read a quick excerpt in his letter about this situation where he basically lays out some, some quick teaching, some quick information, some quick reminders of how generosity works, okay? And take a look at this excerpt. I, I find this really fascinating. Um, he, he decides to use this farm uh, kind of analogy that makes a lot of sense, that made a lot of sense to be people back then, and he talks about it like this. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. Who's the farmer? The farmer in this scenario is actually the people who've committed to giving, okay? Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but... The one who plans generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Take a moment, pause, read that again. This is going to be really important for us throughout this series. We're not trying to pressure anybody here to give. We're not trying to force you to do something you don't want. My, my belief is that all of us actually want to be generous. We just don't know how to get there, right? So read that again. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. 
Then you always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. He's going back to this metaphor. He started in the beginning, the farmer. We are the farmers, so to speak. We're the people who are trying to give, be generous. God will provide the seeds for us to sow, right? In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. You notice the logic here? It's, I, I love it. It's simple and beautiful. God is the generous one. He's the one who's given to us. And we can only be generous because God is the one who's generous with us. Now, the challenge, of course, as we think through this, and perhaps this is kind of, you know, percolating in your minds, and you're like, okay, this is, this is good. The challenge, of course, is, is something that Mason brought up as we got started. Sometimes it's really hard to see how God is generous with us, because sometimes we don't think we're in this space, in this position where God has been generous with us, and that's understandable. Sometimes it seems like we're in seasons of, of lack, seasons of famine. Sometimes it just doesn't seem like we're in this space of generosity. So how can we even be generous to others? And we're not just talking about money, right? We're just talking about, like, our joy, our life, our love, like, us. We can't even be generous with ourselves because we feel like so much has been taken away. You know, uh, I want to invite up one of our members here at FNAS who I think recently, uh, not too long ago, went through um, a season related to this. And I remember when she was telling me about her journey in generosity and God doing some things in her life, uh, it really encouraged me because something happened where she felt like she understood how God was being generous with her. And it was really encouraging and actually inspiring for me to hear about. And so I want to uh, invite up Daniela to come and share her story real quick of how she was aware of God's generosity. Can, Daniela, do you want to come up? And Elizabeth will come up and translate for her. Como todos saben, mi nombre es Daniela y los que no me conocen. Quiero darles las gracias a Dios por siempre estar en mí, pero hay veces no 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 reconocemos que Dios está con nosotros. Yo ahorita estoy en la etapa de mi vida, se podría decir la más hermosa que of my life that I could say that is the most beautiful. Porque siempre decimos estamos con Dios, pero Dios necesita también de nosotros un tiempo para estar con Él. Because, you know, God always says that He's with us, but also God needs us to be with Him. Y yo no estaba con Él. And I was not with Him before. Cuando sucedió lo de la pandemia, when the pandemic happened, Uh, conocí a Ethnos, I came to know Ethnos y no me quiero ir de aquí <laughs> porque 
han sido muy generosos conmigo. Has been very with me. me han llenado de cosas material y espiritual. Para mí y mis hijos es un honor estar aquí. Y estoy muy agradecida. And I am very y he aprendido mucho, como estaba diciendo el pastor Yuka, en la palabra generoso. Que tenemos que dar y no esperar nada de esas personas, sino de otras personas que, que, que te van a llenar de cosas mejores. So when we give, we should not expect back because we know that there are other people who will fill us with even better things. Mm -hmm. Gracias. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Danielle, for sharing. Um, get to know Danielle. She has quite a story of receiving God's generosity and giving it a lot. I won't, I won't spoil everything, but I hope that was a little teaser for you to hear more about her story. Here's a question for you. I know it's hard, it can be hard for us to know if God has been generous with us, but can, can you take a pause right now and look around your life, think through the people, the situations, how has God been generous with you? Just ask him that question. Ask yourself that question. If you can't find an answer, that's okay. But can I invite you, can I invite us to keep asking and keep looking? Because I have a feeling that perhaps God has been or is trying right now right now, to be generous with you. Now, here's the, the crazy thing, though. As God is generous with us, the Scriptures of Jesus will continue to say something I think even more unbelievable, okay? The Scriptures will go on and say this, that everything God gives us is actually still His. We're just stewards to what he has given us to manage and own for both his good and our good. This is seen all throughout the, the various stories of Jesus. And, and let, let, let me just show one quick story um, that Jesus tells. And, and it, this may not quite make sense, but I, but I want you to just kind of process this with me. And then I'll give you a little example of how this works, right? So this is seen all throughout the stories of Jesus where where Jesus and God, are, they're generous to us, but it's not quite ours. It's still His stuff. We're just asked to steward it well, to manage it well. Notice this story, right? This, Jesus tells a couple stories like this. A noble man was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return. This is in reference to himself. Jesus came here. He died on the cross, rose from the dead, and He's coming back one day to, to make this world right. Before he left, he called together ten of his servants and divided among them ten pounds of silver, saying, invest this for me while I'm gone. 
After he was crowned king, he returned and called in the servants to whom he had given the money. He wanted to find out what their profits were. The first servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made ten times the original amount. Well done, the king exclaimed. You are a good servant. You've been faithful with the little I entrusted you. And the story continues. It's a fascinating story. Again, there come a good handful of stories and teachings like this. But this is really, I think, radical with how we think about God's generosity towards us. And this is actually pretty freeing, actually, I think. Just picture this with me, okay? And just, just so we uh, get this. Let, let's pretend I came up and gave you $1,000 cash right now. Okay, Jimmy, can you get that next picture up? Um, I'm not going to do this uh, <laughs> right now. I just want to make sure you understand. But let's just pretend, let's pretend I came up to you, um, Christina, and I said, hey, Christina, um, yeah, I'm just feeling generous, and I just want you to have this $1,000. And I'll walk away, okay? Now, just think to yourself, Kai, Emmy, Anna, Lydia, how would you feel? What would you do? Start screaming, okay, yeah, okay, just kind of think about that, okay, yeah, yeah. It would it'd probably be a pretty cool feeling. You'd be like, oh my goodness, like that thing I was wanting to get, like, oh, I guess I could, you know, like that thing I wanted to do, oh, you know, like, you, we were just like, wow, this is really cool, this, this is really generous, like, let's get going, let's, let's have a great time, okay? And on one hand, there's nothing wrong with that, that's, that's good, right, this is a gift to, to us, and that's good. But I think there's another layer to this. That makes us think a little differently. Well, let's, let's think about scenario number two. Let's pretend, um, you know, Natalie, I go up to you, or Brian, I go up to you, and be like, hey, you know what, Brian, Natalie, you know, I, man, I really trust you. you. You know how I trust you. Like, we're really close, and, and you know what, I'm going to be gone for a couple days, but I have some things I need to help some other people with. Look, I'm going to give you $1,000. Spend some of it for yourself, no problem. Like, get some food, don't worry, get, get what you need, but I really need you to take care of Fred and Sarah. Uh, you, you know their story. You know how I care for them. Can you just check in with them and make sure they're doing okay? And, and you know you, you know how I, like, really care for New Brunswick and I care for Ethnos. Can you just make sure, you know, I trust you. However you figure it out, whatever they need, if they don't need it now, that's fine. But, hey, I'm going to come back in a couple days and just tell me what you did with the $1,000. How would you feel about the $1,000 now? How is it different from the first scenario? A little different. Turn to your neighbor real quick, three minutes, talk about the difference. Talk about how you feel, why, why is it? Is that good, is it bad? Three minutes, let's process. I realize this is somewhat simplistic, right? This, this illustration is, is a little simple, one-dimensional. Life is a little more complex, so I want to recognize that. And I want to recognize, too, there are different ways Jesus will continue to talk about generosity that we haven't emphasized. Like another story, another teaching will be that actually... Yes, God kind of owns everything we have, but He also invites us to recognize that we own it together with Him if we're part of His family, right? There's something, there's a story where, where Jesus is talking, 
and, and he's, you know, in reference to us being in God's family, it's like he's, he says something to the effect, don't you know that all of this is yours anyway? <laughs> like, like, and so we're, we kind of co-own it together, if you will. Um, but, but how does this, I'm curious, how do these stories kind of jump around in your mind? And, and how, do, how are you feeling? I'm going to come down and, and just kind of walk around. Yeah, what, what are we processing uh, as we think about these two aspects of generosity? Yeah, yeah, over here. Hello. And Eola. I think that for me, just, to, just that quick comment that you said there about co-owning yeah. was really striking because I remember Zion, my son, he'll say something to me like um, he has this, this confusion about what in the house belongs to him and what belongs to us, the parent. <laughs> because, you know, we'll buy him something, we'll give him something, we'll say it's yours. Yeah. But also, we'll say it's ours too. <laughs> And so, but it reminds me a little bit, maybe not the perfect analogy, but it just reminds me, though, that he, him being our son, he has, as I told him one day, everything in the house is really yours, technically, but it's also mine, and I can take it away if I need it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Let's give it up for Agilon. Yeah, that's... Thanks for processing that. Yeah, I think those of us who are parents know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, in the first one where you gave the $1,000 to Christina, in my head, God had to put that in you to give that to her. So that's where I, I think. But then God sees everything. So the other situation where you gave the money to somebody to, to, to take somebody out to lunch or take care of somebody, um, God sees everything you do anyway. So by the time you get back in those two days, I probably would have more than half of that left <laughs> and to give it back to you because um, I just keep in my mind all the time that God sees, even if it's bad things I say or do, um, God sees everything. So, And right now money is no object because uh, he just blessed me with um, some extra stuff to help somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Deborah. Thanks for processing that, yeah, yeah. What else, what else does this get us thinking about? What else, some people are pointing, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I, I thought it was funny that you pointed me out, Yukon, because, no, 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 because I think this is the thing that stood out to me. Like, I, um, I wouldn't take it. Like, if you offered me $1,000, I would not take it because of my experience um, my experience with people giving money, like especially with family, is that there are strings attached. So like in, in my family, like my experience has been, here's this money, here's this car, here's this whatever. But then down the road, somebody is going to be like, but you owe me, like you need to come to this event because I paid for that car and like whatever. Or like you, you need to show up for X, Y, Z thing because I gave you that money like a while ago and da, 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 da. So and I have learned to be like, you want to give me money? No, thanks. Because, <laughs> um, because I just don't want to have like the turmoil down the road. Anyhow, I think that's just a funny response. Thanks for that, Christina. Let's give it up. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's interesting, right? 
Because we can think that way not just with each other, but with God too, right? There's, there's a complexity that, Christina, your story brings up. Like, wait a second. Wait, wait, hold on. If, if we're saying God is giving us this, what are the implications of that? You know, it's a little, it's, it's something to think about, something to process. What, what else are we thinking through? What else are we processing? Anybody else? I see people pointing. Okay, yeah, over here, yeah. Um, I, I only was here for the second half of the analogy, but I remember you were saying when you were giving the money in the second situation, yeah. you are saying, okay, I want you to take care of this person, take care of this person, you know, take care of yourself too. So that just made me think, I want to be aware of what values that you as the giver of money have yeah. so, um, so, so that I can make sure that I'm spending money sort of in the way that you want it, want it to be spent. Yeah. So just paying attention to the values mm. that are there. Yeah. Um, so I think that might cross over into our analogy as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's give it up for Tim. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, this, uh, thanks for processing. And I think this kind of, what it does is it kind of opens us up to the reality of this is a little perhaps more nuanced than we realize. On one hand, these ideas are, are helpful, and I, and I think, in fact, they are instructive, and they do guide us into what it means to be generous, what it means that God is generous with us. But I, I do think it kind of just adds a layer of like, oh, wait, I should think about this a little bit more and process this a little bit more. In fact, some of us, as we're thinking about this, we may be getting a little nervous, perhaps even anxious about this thing about generosity. Like, maybe we feel a little pressure now, like, hold on, wait, really? Is, is this really from God? If so, what are the implications? Is he, does he want me to do this? That? You know, some of it, all of a sudden, something we were hoping would be, like, freeing and life-giving becomes much more life-sucking, and, and it's like there's a pressure to it, right? Well, we're on a journey here, and we're going to continue to process this over the next couple weeks. And so we're not going to find all the resolution here today, but I do think it's important for us to begin to come back to our opening idea, our opening point, that God is generous to us. And not only that, He is happy to be generous to us. In fact, He is happy to be generous to us and free us to be our best generous selves, that self that we, I think, deep down want to be. His vision of life is not one of tension or constraint, but it's one of generosity, of freedom. Remember that first passage, like, he's all about generosity. He knows we want to be generous, so he's going to be generous, so we can all be generous together. It's like this co-ownership. It's like being at Agilon's house, and if Agilon as a dad, and I know Agilon is a very generous person, and if you've ever been to his house or hung out with him, you know that he's just, he wants you to have a good time in his house. And yet, I think he also, correct me if I'm wrong, wants his son to have a good time in his house by being generous to others, too. There's this beautiful, like, atmosphere, this beautiful thing that builds when we're with God and with His generosity. 
And so here's the question. What, well, how can we get there? How do we actually feel this way about God? How do we feel this way about generosity? Like, this seems a lot more complex than it is, and it, and it is. But God did something very generous, and there was a specific thing that God did, I believe, to help unlock the possibility of this sort of life of generosity. And what he did was he was generous in becoming one of us and coming into our world to take on the debt that we owed to God and to each other. You see, the story of God, the story of Jesus talks about this beautiful world of generosity, of, of, of thriving, but something happened that broke that world. Evil entered in. Something called sin entered in. Sin, basically, to put it very simply, was, was people saying, you know, to God, thanks, but no thanks. Thanks for this world, but, you know, we're not going to do it how you designed it. We're going to do it how we designed it. Thanks for your generosity, but we're going to take this and now do whatever we want with it. And that sin, that break with God's vision of generosity, actually harmed us so deeply, where nowadays we don't even know how to be generous anymore. Nowadays, it gets complicated. There are these motivations we like, these motivations we don't like. There's these broken situations where generosity might do this and might do that. It, it's all kind of twisted and broken. And so God said, you know what? I need to come into this world, and I need to take this thing called sin in the world, in the structures of the world, in, the, in humanity, and I need to take that sin and I need to bury it, destroy it, get rid of it so that generosity can come again. And he, so he came and he died on a cross and he rose from the dead. The Christian story, the Jesus story, centers around that because that is where these complexities, these broken things about generosity get solved. And so today, I want to invite us, I'm going to invite up Mason to kind of get us ready for this. I want to invite us today to come to Jesus and to come to this, come to Him in regards to this death and resurrection that He went through for us. And I want us to see it as a death and resurrection for us in order to become more generous in the way He envisions generosity. And His way of envisioning generosity, again, I believe it's actually deep down within us too. I, I believe there's something in us that says, you know what, I know this is who I want to be, but why, why are all these things in the way? How, how am I going to navigate through that? Look, I'm not sure how we're going to navigate through that. But I know that when Jesus came and he took this thing called sin onto himself and he took its power and its punishment and all these things on our behalf, according to Jesus, something happened there that can enable us 
to be these kind of generous people. And so Jesus invites us to come to him, to come and give ourselves to him, to say, you know what, I don't know how to do this. I can't figure it out. But I'm, I believe you did something to change me and transform me and make me into the generous people, person that I desire to be. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us on the web at ethnosnb.com, on Facebook as Ethnos New Brunswick, and every Sunday morning at 10.30 in the Stress Factory Comedy Club in downtown New Brunswick. Until next time, bye bye